Hey there, Sophia here. So I really think you're going to love this episode. Today's episode, I asked my Colombia colleague, client, and dear friend, Jolinda Johnson, who is living in Barcelona, Spain, to give us some tips on how she built her coaching practice. Jolinda is a fertility coach, and I know many of you probably have never heard about that, but as a woman over 30 with no kids, I get approached by fertility coaches all the time. (laughs) So Jolinda is going to share what it's like to to be a coach, what it's like to specifically work with women around pregnancy and mothering their themselves and also mothering the world around us. And so this is a really interesting episode. We don't just talk about um, what it's like to build a business as a fertility coach, but we also go into a little bit about love and taking care of your body, taking care of your health. And so this is a really interesting piece that I think can apply to so many people. So tune in and let me know what stuck with you the most. Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show with Dr. S, the place to hear stories of heart-driven women creatively living free. Our episodes highlight conversations and insights that support the values of self-care, creative and personal freedom, slower living, happiness, health, and wellness to help you live your absolute best life. To be a part of the movement and join the conversation, step inside our free Facebook group, She Heals the World, and say hello. It brings me great joy to bring you our next episode. Yolinda, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sophia. It's so great to be here. Yeah, totally. I'm really excited to have you. So, Can you give um, our listeners an example of a client that you've had and how you've helped them so that we can get an idea of what fertility coaches do and maybe why the world needs more of them? For me, fertility coaching has really evolved since I first started a year ago because um, originally I thought, okay, I'm going to help the highly motivated woman who's used to uh, making a strategy going after what she wants, following all the steps, and and accomplishing the goal, which unfortunately, when it comes to conceiving a baby, it often doesn't work that way. Mm. So I I thought, I'm going to help the, the highly motivated woman who needs to basically ease her overwhelm, who needs someone mm-hmm. to know all of the research and figure out exactly what applies to her, to make a personalized plan, to um, support her with uh, surrender and letting go of control, um, who really doesn't want to, just wants someone to say, like, what, what is it that I'm missing and what do I need to do? Because it can be really hard to figure that out on your own, especially when you start reading all of the literature and you can put five books side by side and they all tell you to do a different thing. And so... Um, you know, it started out with the idea of how can I be that coach that I wanted when I wanted to conceive my second child and I really became overwhelmed myself. Um, mm. But so it's almost exactly. like replacing the research and making life easier for them. So like these are, are women who are up late at night Googling, like, why am I not getting pregnant? And then mm-hmm. you kind of come in and guide them through the process in a really simple way while also almost being like a companion and support system to them. Yes, exactly. Um, but now it's, it's kind of 
gone a, a bit deeper <laughs> from my mm-hmm. original vision because um, my goal with my my fertility coaching is really to help women learn how to mother themselves. Mm. So women who are longing to become mothers, so that they can access that energy and first use it towards themselves. So how, how are they nourishing their bodies? How are they respecting mm-hmm. their cycles? How are they um, tapping into the uh, feminine energy of flow, of surrender, of divine creation? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so really helping women return to themselves on mm-hmm. their mission to becoming mothers has become mm-hmm. my broader vision. Um, How beautiful. And mm-hmm. that's what I, that's what I'm doing currently. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really cool. And it sounds like it's even work that, um, it doesn't just apply to women who are trying to get pregnant. Like you mentioned the cycle piece too, like even though your focus mm-hmm. is helping them create, but you know, it sounds like all women could use that and could benefit from that. Um, even if they're not even having issues with their cycle, but they just want to, make sure that they're feeling good and that they're in a good place so that when they're ready to start trying, they they kind of know what's coming and they know that they're all set. Yes, exactly. And as I expand in my business, one of my goals is really to increase awareness around fertility, whether you are trying to conceive or not, because I think one of the things that I hear most often from my clients is, I wish I had known this sooner. Why didn't anyone mm-hmm. tell me this? Why don't we talk about this? And it's, Mm-hmm. For me, it is, uh, it's pretty ridiculous that most of us mm-hmm. go 15, 20 years basically in the dark about mm-hmm. what's going on with our bodies. And we can, we can have yeah. Ivy League degrees, we can have doctorates, um, mm-hmm. we can have, you know, all of this advanced education, but still not realize that when you have a period every 45 days, that's an issue. Or that mm. being on being on birth control for twenty years is not the best thing in the world. Um, mm-hmm. that, you know that we have these symptoms that we, since we don't really talk about it, we just normalize it. Like, oh, I guess PMS, for example, feeling out of control every month—that's normal because mm. we don't talk about our periods, our menstrual cycles, in a positive way normally. You know. Um, Right. At least I I didn't until I was in my my mid thirties. When I was in my twenties and I, I actually lost my period as a result of um anorexia and for me that was that was great. How great is that not to have a period, which now I I celebrate my my period every month. Um and I celebrate yeah. all the different phases in my cycle and so that's that's another area that I really want to focus on going forward. I think it's so important for for women to be in touch with that part of themselves. Yeah, that's you know that's really profound that you said that because it is it is true, and I think that the, the media plays a big part in that in that shame and in normalizing PMS and in kind of creating all of these drugs to control that instead of really supporting women in celebrating their cycle. Um, it's mm, celebrating absolutely. being a woman, you know, um, yeah. it, it's just, it can be such a taboo topic. So, um, tell me how you got 
started in this work? Like, what is your story and what brought you to even focusing on this as a profession? I mean, you do this as a full-time career now. It's your business. So, well, I did my health coach certification with the Institute of Integrative Nutrition in 2013. And uh, I remember when we did the module on uh, preconception and pregnancy, there's just something that I really connected with. And this is before I had my son. Uh, so it, I just remember feeling really curious about it, really excited by it. And I thought, okay, when I go into health coaching, I want to work with women around fertility and pregnancy. But uh, mm-hmm. at the time, I was married to someone who, or at that time, we were just engaged, but he was very, he was like the personification of my inner critic. So mm-hmm. he basically said, you've never had a baby who's going to listen to you. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like, okay. So I kind of. It's like you know, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So crushing my dreams. Back in 2013, mm-hmm. I knew that that was something that was really lighting me up, but I didn't have the courage to pursue it as a career. I was still very much entrenched as my previous in my previous profession as a teacher, and mm-hmm. um, I I just kind of put it in my pocket. And so yeah. when it was time for me to have my. Um, my son, I actually got pregnant on the first cycle, and that was a, mm. um, a, a result of many factors, but it, it um, you know, had to do with, with my diet that I'd been following for years. Um, I, you, know, you read about detoxing your um, personal care products, your cleaning products, all that stuff, and, and that can sometimes cause panic in women because they look around and think, oh, my God, everything is toxic. But I had found out yeah. about that five years before even trying to conceive. So that was all just like second nature to me, um, eating mostly organic, all of those things mm-hmm. that they recommend I was already doing. So I, um, I actually became pregnant with my first son without much of an effort. Um, I wasn't, mm. um, I just kind of let it happen basically. Uh, yeah. but then, but then when I decided that I wanted to have a second child, um, when my son was around 18 months old, then I thought, okay, I, well, you know, when you are a new mom, everything goes a bit haywire, especially when you are um, a new mom who doesn't have a support system, who's living in a foreign country, and whose husband right. thinks that the baby should be your responsibility while he, he works, um, you know, 12 hours a day, just that was, mm-hmm. that was his, his vision, <laughs> you know, like you take right. care of the baby and all the domestic stuff. And, um, yeah. and I chose to stay home and because yeah. I really wanted, I had that opportunity to stay home with my son for um, the first year and a half. And um, I don't think I would do that again. Um, Full time mm-hmm. stay at home mom. It wasn't a good fit for me, but um, right. you know, that was the model that we followed. And so anyway, I, I did need to make certain changes because I wasn't sleeping well. I wasn't eating well. I wasn't doing, you know, a lot of the things that I was doing um, two years before that were good for fertility, just, you know, without even thinking of it. And so I thought, okay, I know I need to make changes. So I'm going to start reading up on what I need to do. (laughs) And once I started reading, because, you know, I'm a reader, I'm a researcher, um, I just became... Completely overwhelmed. <laughs> Completely <laughs> overwhelmed. 
drinking from a fire hose. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was just like, wow. Um, how do I, where do I even begin? And, and it, it basically just became my obsession. Like what more can I do for my fertility? And the more I focused on that, the basically the more stressed out I became, the more, um, closed off I became to everything else that was happening in my life because I just got you know like laser focus on this one thing and um I thought wow if I'm feeling this way I'm I am sure I'm not the only one and um I would really like someone to support me to be able to say look Jolinda this is something that you can relax about or you know Jolinda you're already doing this really well why don't we focus on, on the things that we can celebrate instead of constantly focusing on the things that we're, you know, you feel guilty about or that you're not doing right or whatever. Um, and also to, I, I, what I realize now in hindsight is that I was so focused on the external information and I was so out of touch with my inner wisdom, mm-hmm. with my intuition. Mm-hmm. And that's something else that I really help my clients with is, you you becoming your own expert because you can read a million different opinions, but mm-hmm. what is it that your body is trying to tell you? What is it that your intuition is trying to tell you that your inner wise woman is trying to tell you? Um, and so I basically went on my own journey as I was building my, my coaching practice. And, um, and one of the things that I, arrived at, well, that I, I let my intuition finally tell me is that I, um, as much as I wanted a second child, what I really wanted more was to get a divorce and be out of my marriage and to finally become an entrepreneur and um, stop being an employee and really devote myself to the things that um, scared me like really scared me, but that I knew would um, ultimately be the key to my success. So um, instead of trying for a second child, I started growing a business. (laughs) Yeah, which became your second baby. Absolutely. Yeah. And still is. It still is, you know. (laughs) Sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's been born, and other times I feel like I'm in the third trimester. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it's amazing that tapping into that voice within us, that it really Mm -hmm. helps to uncover a lot of areas in our lives that need correction. You know, like you went on this journey looking to get pregnant for a second time, and that caused you to pull away from so much of the research and to really start to dig deep within yourself, which then uncovered Mm -hmm. areas that are out of alignment for you. And I think to have the courage of being able to make those changes so that you are happy and in the best place is, um, is really admirable. And I'm sure many, many women can relate to like this opening up Pandora's box. Once you ask yourself the tough questions and then Mm. supporting yourself in taking action. And I think that's the power of coaching is, you know, you can't, when, when you uncover all those things and all that baggage, it just comes spilling out and you have this feeling of like, Oh my God, I'm going to fall apart. But when you yeah. have that person next to you that's like, you're okay, I'm here to support you in making the decisions that will best serve you, you're not alone, you just, you feel like you can do so much more. Amazing. Absolutely. And that's really why I decided to become a certified life coach, 
because I knew that my health coaching, yes, helped me with, um, you know, identifying certain foods and, and, uh, um, IEN really emphasizes primary foods as well. So, you know, uh, relationships and work-life balance and things like that. But I felt like I was really missing the tools to help women specifically, um, get to the root of their desires, of, uh, their vision for themselves, uh, of those parts that they had kind of shut down or abandoned along the way. And um, for me, coaching is really about transformation because you can Mm -hmm. sit down and take in all of the information that you want, but without a coach, especially I'm I'm biased, but I think that female coaches having have superpowers as women, (laughs) we have superpowers. Totally do. Yeah. <laughs> and um it's it's an incredible experience to have someone holding space for you to listen to you and for you to really listen to yourself, to have someone repeat back what you said and like, is that really what I what I think about myself? Is that really what I want? Um yeah. and I've seen so many yeah. clients take great strides just from from that alone. And it's really about having someone ask you the right questions, not giving yeah. you the answers, but asking the right questions and that's where the real growth comes from mm-hmm. amen to that we are our greatest teacher yeah mm-hmm. totally. so this is so we went from like having this idea feeling really empowered putting it together but I don't ever want to mislead people and act like it's totally easy I'm sure there have been some hurdles no. that you've had to overcome <laughs> in the building process and and so I'd just love for you to share a little bit about maybe some of the challenges that you've had and then talk about your wins, like the challenges and then what wins you've had in, in comparison to that. Um, yeah, no, I, I I don't want to mislead anyone either because uh, I do have a lot of women tell me all the time that I um, – even through Instagram, through my Instagram stories, I have women that I've never met say, like, wow, I – you are such an inspiration. Um, and I really appreciate that, but it's not easy. <laughs> it's definitely not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's why it's so important to have, just to constantly reconnect to your why and your purpose, because your purpose mm-hmm. and your passion have to be greater than your fear. Because yeah. you're always going to have fear. But... Mm. Um, I'm at the point now where, I mean, I I waited for a good three or four years before I acted on this dream of mine because I was terrified. Um, and I think that one of the first hurdles that I had to overcome was breaking out of the employee mentality. You know, assuming the mm-hmm. entrepreneur mentality is huge, especially yeah. when you're used to um, being a profession like teaching where, you know, you're in your, when you're in your classroom, you're on your own, but you always mm-hmm. have a framework in place that's supporting you, right? Um, you know, that's dictating your time and what you need to do each day and, and what people are expecting of you. Um, and when you're an entrepreneur, it's, you know, you are the master of your of your schedule, of your goals, of what you're creating, of what you're putting out into the world, and um, mm-hmm. 
that that was a big change for me. And it's one that I'm still growing into because there's still part of me that thinks um, that someone is going to, to say, Jolinda, you know, this is due on a certain day. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, and so don't really, we all wish that, <laughs> you, you know, um, and sometimes I reach out to my other um, coaching friends and say, this is what I need to do by this date. Could you hold me accountable to that? Because um, that that can be really hard when you're on your own. Um, yeah. Another one I think would be uh, when you have children and mm-hmm. you need to figure out, Okay, childcare, um, domestic tasks like cleaning, for example, that you might need to outsource because um, you need that time for your business and you can't do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, really setting for me, it was it was hard to set boundaries and to admit that I couldn't do it all and that I did need help. Mm-hmm. Um, because I couldn't be stretched in so many different directions. And um, and the key for that is to really, you know, admit to what you can't do, outsource it, and be fully present in the things that you can do. So if you are yeah. working, you're working. If you're with your children, mm-hmm. you're with your children, um, mm-hmm. and for example. And... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, another another big hurdle, which I think a lot of women can relate to, is just believing that you can do it. Um, mm-hmm. Not letting your inner critic run the show, because yeah. you're really not going to get very far if you keep listening to what she has to say. Mm-hmm. I... Mm-hmm. I was never used to celebrating myself, of uh, patting myself on the back, of emphasizing the good things about myself, my gifts, my talents. I was all, I was much more comfortable with putting myself down, mm. and that's something that I really had to work on because um, you, you know, it, it's. It's that realization that you're not going to get anywhere if you keep playing small. And um, okay. I kind of had to, what really worked for me is, um, one, changing it around so that I am actually being selfish by holding on to my gifts and talents, by not sharing them with the world, by not launching my program, um, by not creating my Facebook group. Like, I don't want to be selfish. I want to share. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the commitment, that's, that's, yeah, you know, that's one thing that helped me. Another one was because I am a spiritual person, and um, you know, really affirming I am a child of God, and mm-hmm. I am capable of whatever it is I imagine for myself. Mm-hmm. Why am I? Why am I constantly limiting? my potential when my potential is limitless. Yeah. That's, that's another thing that really helped me. Um, and still does, you know, I'm not perfect. I haven't overcome all of my demons, but, um, mm-hmm. that, we're all that works in really, progress. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 So. 
I love, you know, I always say like um, building your business is like the best personal development lesson in the world. Mm. And that it's not really about the end game. Like, yes, you know, the freedom is amazing and you get to support yourself and you get to create revenue that is, you know, that doesn't have a cap on it and all of that. But at the end of the day, it's about who you become in the process. And what you just said about learning the power of presence, about um, learning how to really be supported, to accept and receive support, and to be able to get that support when you know you need it, whether it's outsourcing the cleaning of the house or the dishes or the picking up the laundry at the dry cleaners or whatever else, but really being able to prioritize what's most important to you. Um, and then really having a focus on what you desire, right? Like knowing that this is how I desire to be of service to the world. This is how I desire to use the gifts and talents that were naturally gifted to me. This is how I want to show up and give back. And when you stay focused on that and you just accept and go with the experience, you can't lose. You can't lose. Whether your business is successful or not, your business is successful. So I'm really excited about that. But even if God forbid <laughs> something, you know, there are people who build and it doesn't always work out the way that they want, but it's about the journey, not not the destination. So awesome. Yeah. Thank you for, for highlighting that for us. But uh, mm. we have some folks that might be listening who – are trying to improve their fertility. And um, I know you have a little gift to share with us today about some some fertility-friendly foods that people can incorporate into their diet. So um, give yeah. me the list. I'm really excited to hear about this. <laughs> so <laughs> it's really hard to make a condensed list of fertility-friendly foods because there are just so many that are beneficial. And for me, um, you know, the basics of a fertility-friendly diet, one that um, emphasizes clean protein, um, healthy fat, lots of uh, fruits and vegetables, and, and then there are, you know, certain gray areas, like whether or not to include dairy. If you do, always full-fat dairy. Um, whether or not you include soy. If you include soy, always fermented, for example. But um, mm. I try to... to include foods that um, most people will want to to include that um, are really beneficial. And I want to emphasize that if you are interested in having a baby, the time to make changes to your diet and to start taking your prenatal vitamin. I always recommend the prenatal vitamin and omega-3 uh, supplement, uh, DHA, EPA supplement, um, COQ10 if you're over 35, and a high-quality probiotic. Mm. In addition to those supplements that you should take three months before you start trying, mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. changes to your diet should also be three months before you start trying because it, it, the most important uh, phase uh, in the maturation of the egg cell happens in those last 90 days before conception, and that will actually influence uh, if the pregnancy is successful um, and mm. is a healthy pregnancy going forward. Yeah. So, um, uh, and one more thing that I just want to mention, if, if you don't mind, Sophia, is that yes. your, partner's, your partner's diet also matters. So um, mm. it shouldn't just be you who is including these beautiful fertility foods, but also your partner who is looking at his diet as well. And there are certain foods that, that really are more beneficial for men that I won't get into. The ones I chose are, are um, more specific for women, but um, don't let your partner off the hook 
you know, he has he <laughs> contributes fifty percent of the equation, and now they're finding that sperm is um, implicated in recurrent miscarriage, in failed pregnancy, in taking longer trying to conceive. So, um, mm. when when you're thinking mm. about fertility, it really is, you know, man and and woman coming together, um, or at the very least, sperm cell, egg cell. If you're not in a, a heterosexual relationship. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It yeah. takes two to tango. Really interesting. Nobody really, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation in itself, but nobody ever really talks about that. I mean, all of the pressure is always on the woman. And mm. I think that has a lot to do with our culture, right? And, and kind of yeah. living in this patriarchy. And, um, I love that you mentioned that so that, uh, the women can also empower their partners to, to take care of their health too. Okay. So give me the food. Yes, what are the foods? <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> First thing um, that you should be eating basically every day, leafy greens and cruciferous vegetables. Um, mm. So leafy greens are natural body cleansers. They improve circulation, blood purification, liver and gallbladder health. They're also a great source of folate, which you might know by its synthetic, synthetic form, folic acid, which um, is linked to um, a decrease in uh, neural tube defects during pregnancy, but before conception, it's been linked to increased progesterone levels, which are really important for supporting the pregnancy in its early days and uh, lower risk of irregular ovulation. So aim for two mm. servings a day of leafy green vegetables, which is about a half cup of cooked spinach or um, a half cup of cooked broccoli. Um, and I, one of the things I do is I always keep a bag of pre-washed spinach in my refrigerator because if I don't have time for lunch, um, and since I work from home, I usually eat at home as well. And so I'll, I'll saute baby spinach with um, zucchini noodles, you know, mm. um, and then toss that with olive oil, sea salt, and, and maybe some leftover chicken, which is a really easy, uh, high-protein you know, vegetable lunch. Mm-hmm. And some cherry tomatoes, super simple. Um, yes. In terms of broccoli, I really like having that steamed, and then I drizzle it with olive oil and tahini, which makes it delicious, and sea salt. Mm. And it's super easy. I love tahini. Yeah, tahini yeah. tastes delicious. It, putting tahini on anything will make it delicious. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, another yeah. thing that you should be including in your diet on a, um, a regular basis is fish. Um, mm. And so that's fish that's been wild caught, that's low in mercury, like salmon, halibut, mackerel, and cod. And for some of my um, clients, that, that's overwhelming because they don't really include fish in their diet. But everyone can eat sardines. <laughs> sardines. Ah, ooh, canned sardines. <laughs> canned sardines. You know, if you're used to eating okay. canned tuna, stop eating the canned tuna and start eating canned sardines because they're super high in omega-3. Um, yeah. that will help control inflammation and improve circulation, which um, they're high in calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, and they are super easy to eat with a salad. So one of the, the mm. ways I eat sardines, um, at least twice a week, I'll make a salad with, you know, lettuce, red cabbage, uh, tomato, cucumber, beetroot, avocado, sardines. And then, you know, it, wow. olive oil. You are a great cook, Jolinda. All the stuff you're making sounds delicious. I'm so plain. I'm like, okay, I'll just take some lettuce out, wash it, dry it, and chop some onions. <laughs> it's delicious. 
Wow. So, mm-hmm. um, and if you really want to get fancy, you know, throw in some hemp seeds to that. Um, uh. and another one, uh, berries. So berries are a source of natural antioxidants. They're anti-inflammatory. They're full of phytonutrients. And so one of my favorite ways to eat berries, especially for women who are trying to cut down on sugar, um, raspberries and a bit of coconut milk is a great dessert. Um, mm. Do you really freeze the coconut thing. milk or you just pour it in? Uh, as no, a, you just drizzle coconut it over. Coconut milk is kind of creamy. Yeah, no, I just drizzle it over. Um, if you want okay. to do a coconut, if you want to get fancy and, and make a coconut cream, you know, by putting the coconut cream in the refrigerator and then whipping it up and, you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. if not, just drizzle over the coconut <laughs> milk and, and gobble it up. Um, and that's, mm. uh, it's a really satisfying dessert. Um, and mm. then the last thing I wanted to mention were, um, foods that are rich in zinc. So, um, lamb, organic grass-fed beef, pumpkin seeds. But another one that I know will be popular with practically all of your listeners is raw cacao, also known as chocolate. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> this is because I, um, it's, just so you know a little bit about my diet, and I'm not trying to conceive, but for me, a fertility diet is really a diet that makes you feel vibrant, sexy, uh nourished and it's not something mm. that you only follow when you want to have a baby it's it's something that you follow just to feel good yourself because we we exactly. deserve to nourish ourselves um yep. whether or not yep. we want to create new life you know we need to yep. remember that we ourselves are miracles and we we deserve that as well so um i do you know i, I don't eat sugar for example, and one of the things that really keeps me on track with that is having 85% dark chocolate every day. Um, it's, mm. <laughs> you know, if I ever, <laughs> if I ever feel like indulging, I will have 85% dark chocolate and I know that it's not harming me in any way because it's very low sugar. It gives me that, um, you know, feeling that I'm having a treat. Um, yeah. and I also include it. Um, I rock a cow in my smoothie in the morning. I make um, my favorite smoothie right now is, is um, a chocolate mint maca smoothie. And maca is another superfood for fertility. I love but maca. Yeah, exactly. So in my in my smoothie, I get a super greens powder, which um, I recommend by Sun Warrior. It, it, it has a flavor of mint. Um, maca, rock a cow, um, some medium trained triglyceride um, oil, which is um, a really accessible fat source, and um, almond milk, coconut milk, as well as collagen, which is also really good um, when you are trying to conceive as well as pregnant because it gives your skin extra elasticity and can prevent stretch marks, which none of us want. Mm. So, um <laughs> If you if you look into fertility superfoods like the ones I just you know like maca like cacao goji berries bee pollen etc smoothies are a great way to get all of those in um, in one shebang so yeah yeah, yeah. wow <laughs> Yolinda that is so much information and so <laughs> for people who want to like learn more and and want somebody to guide them through this process and and like you said I think these foods are helpful. You know, I'm not trying to conceive either, and I think, you know, when I'm listening to you give off all those the list of foods, I'm like, oh, I need to start eating those. And so it's good for anyone. 
at any Mm. stage, any woman who is trying to nourish her health. But for those women who do want support or want more advice on, you know, what do I need to do and how can somebody guide me through this process, where can our, our listeners find you? So my website is jolindajohnson.com. My Facebook group is called Fertile As I Want to Be, which is is a group for women who want to feel fierce, fertile, and free wherever they happen to be Mm -hmm. on their fertility journey. And Mm -hmm. I am always on Instagram at Coach Jolinda. Mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. on Facebook as well at Coach Jolinda. Beautiful. So if you could give um, any piece of advice to your 10-year younger self, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Believe in yourself, Jolinda. You can do mm-hmm. whatever you put your mind to. You are worthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are worthy. Thank you so much, Jolinda, for coming on the show today. It was such a pleasure. You're welcome, Sophia. It was, the pleasure was all mine. <laughs> Had a great Beautiful. time. Awesome. This episode was brought to you by Fearless and Free. Fearless and Free is my online training program that teaches women entrepreneurs and aspiring course creators how to create, launch, and profit from your first online course. Online courses have produced tremendous freedom in my business, and I would love to share my technique and strategy with you. If you are interested in launching a profitable online program, visit SheHealsTheWorld.com forward slash freebie to grab your free tool sheet that brings you behind the scenes on all the tools that I use to run my online practice. Thanks for listening in. Lots of love. See you in the Facebook group.